Hello and welcome to another edition of Morning Hoops Basketball Podcast. I am Anthony Deneu. You can find me on Twitter at Anthony Deneu. He is Kyle McEwen. You can find him on Twitter at RotoKyleNBA. Kyle, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Anthony. Thank you for hosting the show, brother. Yeah, that's right. No problem. Um, exciting stuff. We're going to do something different, something experimental. We're going to kind of watch the games as things happen. We're going uh, around the arc, as uh, we're calling it, and uh, checking out all the games going on on League Pass. You got uh, the Bucks uh, playing on ESPN tonight. Um, uh, so there's a lot going on, and we're going to follow along. We hope you follow along with us. It's an interactive live stream. You guys can get your comments onto the show. Let us know what you think about a player. Maybe you have a fantasy question. Uh, maybe you're watching... Uh, you know the action along with us uh so we're, we're going to try and cover as much as possible right now i've got on the rockets playing in cleveland rockets only up by two early in the third quarter kyle what do you have going on all uh on your screens i've got atlanta at chicago atlanta is up uh four over the over the bulls right now 15 to 11 six minutes left in the first quarter so still early in that game we were uh waiting for some of the the first games that started off to get back from halftime. Uh, Anthony, why don't you run us through all the games so far and kind of let us know where the, the scores are at, if, if that's something you can do. Yeah, so we've got uh, Lakers playing in Orlando. They are up by 10, 51-41. There's, uh, it's just started early in the second half here. Um, Clippers and Raptors are about to go to halftime. Clippers up 64-46, to 46, just uh, under 10 seconds left to go in the second quarter, so real close to halftime there. As I said, we got Rockets and Cavs. That's what I'm checking out. Uh, in Cleveland, and Rockets up by three now, 69-66. Celtics-Pacers is, is another game. Early in the third quarter, 63-60. Pacers up at home in that one. Uh, you also got the Hornets in the Nets, and still about five minutes to go in the first half. You got 54-37, the Nets up at home. And then recently tipping off, we have uh, T-Wolves and Jazz. Jazz up 12-7 to early. Um, and we got Hawks and Bulls, the Hawks up 21 to 16. This could be a Jabari Parker revenge game. If everyone's big on the, the, the revenge game is very vogue right now in the NBA. Uh, and then later tonight we got Grizzlies, Suns, uh, Pelicans, Bucks, sadly no Giannis, but if you listen to the show, you know, I'm a huge DJ Wilson fan. I believe he's getting the start in place of Giannis. Is that, is that confirmed Kyle? You know, I hadn't, uh, hadn't seen. No, that's not. No, it's it's Ursan Ilyasova. I don't know where you okay. get your sources from. Was that just like uh, your hope? You're sending uh, no, the sending it out into the universe, that, trying to speak it into it. existence. Yes. And then one of my favorite follows on Twitter, of course, is uh, some guy on Twitter. Got to check him out. Okay. Um, well, uh, Eric Name, the Bucks reporter for the Athletics, said that Ursan Ilyasova is starting for Giannis. So there you uh, go. I would Ret- plan on reputable that. source. Reputable source, Eric Name. <laughs> Um, also tonight, you got Thunder and Kings in Sacramento. Nixon Warriors rounding out the night in uh, California. Yep, there we go. And uh, to start off the night so far, as we check in with, as as you heard from Anthony, most of these, a lot of games are in the third quarter already. You got Kemba Walker leading the way with 27 points so far. James Harden with 24 points early in the third. 19 for Russell Westbrook. Kevin Love's having a good game finally. 15 points. Uh, with eight minutes left in the third of that game. 
that's pretty much it. Those are those kind of the uh, the big things. No big block performances so far from anyone or, or anything else too gaudy. Chetty Osman is showing off with seven assists with eight minutes left in the third. So uh, it's kind of neat to see a high assist number from Chetty that early in the game, but he hasn't scored. So also not too much to uh, get excited about with the great and terrible Osman. He's being great at something and terrible at something else. <clears throat> That's you all I got big, for you, bro. No, his the his biggest problem. Sorry, I'm interacting with some of our fans here. Um, the biggest problem is he doesn't go by Jedi, which I think for this month at least would be really great. Well, I mean, it's it's not pronounced Jedi, but he will uh, tweet out things like the hashtag, like the first Jedi. That's pretty good. All yeah, right, good stuff. Or, I'm but I'm it. sure he pronounces it the first Jedi or Chetty or whatever. Right. But um, a big, big slate with 11 games, so there's a, there's tons to talk about. Obviously, we're going to probably focus in on the games that we're watching ourselves. I'm watch, I've got Atlanta and Chicago up 24 to 21 with a little less than four minutes left in the first quarter there. I've also got the Jazz and Timberwolves going. The Jazz are up by three points with four minutes left in the first quarter of that game. Um, I, I'll switch over to some of the games that are, are deeper into their action uh, as we get closer to the end, and we see who's going to be kind of competing for uh, a a you know a photo finish. All right, we have uh, a question from MSRF five one eight eight. Thoughts on this: giving Kyrie, getting Bledsoe or Rubio and House uh, struggling in ninth place because of injuries. He says he or yeah. she. It's uh, it's tough just because if you're struggling for injuries, there does become a point where you have to say, what can I get back? I do think that's selling too low on Kyrie, though. Um, you, Kyrie's amping up in practice right now. He hasn't been cleared for contact yet, but everything that we've heard so far says that Kyrie's coming back from this injury at some point this season. The Nets are, are playing great without him, so they're remaining within playoff contention. So you're not too worried about the Nets falling out of playoff contention and then Kyrie sitting there and, and ending up getting shut down or something. I don't think that's that's even possible right now. Of course, it's, it's an ambiguous shoulder injury, and it could be a bigger deal than what we know. But for the time being, I think we have to operate on what we do know, and that's Unfortunately, very little, but it's, it also says that we should expect Kyrie back <clears throat> at some point sooner than later, I believe. So so that just seems like selling too too low on him. I, I'd want to get back something more. Maybe there's other guys that you can buy, buy even buy lower on. Like right now, Rubio's value is kind of up because he's been just throwing out tons of assists of late. MSRF uh, responded, I agree, but this is the best I've gotten trying in all week. And uh, but he says, I'll, so I suppose I'll sit tight for now. So I, maybe you can throw in something else and, and target Jokic or Embiid, somebody else who's a, a more of a higher tier player who's been struggling. Maybe you can throw Kyrie out for a guy like John Collins. And I, I did, was this a rotisserie league or a head to head? Cause if it's head to head, maybe you just look at punting assists and getting your guards who don't necessarily produce good in assists, but might be great in steals or help you out in other categories, banging in a bunch of threes. Uh, maybe even, yeah. I'm, nine cat head to head. Nine cat head to head. I would, I would maybe if essentially since it's one of your top first picks of your draft, it kind of defines your team not having Kyrie there. So maybe try to look at your team through the the lens of if you were punting assists 
or maybe went in some kind of other direction. Maybe that can help you find other players to target in a trade. But you're, you know, Bledsoe's fine. There's just a limited ceiling there with the Bucks playing so well. They blow out so many teams uh, that, that kind of caps his minutes a little bit. And then with Rubio, that's a, you know, if, if you're getting assist back, that is a great, that is a great spot. Maybe I'm discounting that pairing a little bit too much. Maybe that is a better uh, return than what you should get, but it also does feel a little bit like selling too low on Kyrie. Well, there you go. Uh, as I said, I've got Rockets and and uh, Cavs going on right now. They just showed a cool little tribute, I guess, or a photo reminisce, uh, reminiscent, re- reminiscing of uh, the UCLA days where you got Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook on the same team playing together. Pretty fantastic duo there. And if I'm not mistaken... Was Darren Collison and maybe Luke Richard Mbamute? I thought they had four NBA players on that team. Am I? I'm pretty sure Darren. Coll- Wait, Darren Collison played with Kevin Love. I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay. Who who was it that played with Westbrook? That was another good guard. Or was that what? also Darren Collison that's the same for one team. season? Oh, that's well, who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's okay. why this is this coming up because it's okay. Westbrook and Love. Okay. Um, so, you know, college teammates at UCLA, God, there was some fun videos of like warming up for a tournament game, maybe final four. And Kevin Love was doing his, his like outlet pass, but from the baseline, but into the, into the bucket on the opposite end. So just full court chess passes into, you know, in like making shots that way. It's incredible. (laughs) Uh, you know, we got some good games going on right now. The, uh, the Clippers at Toronto game isn't necessarily super competitive at the moment. It's at halftime, 64 to 46, but this is Kawhi Leonard going back to the Raptors, visiting, getting his ring. There was a, there was a ring ceremony before the game for Kawhi. The, the Raptors fans were cheering loudly for him. There was a tribute video for him that was played. Uh, right, right as they were handing him the ring and everything. So that was, that was cool. He went through and gave, uh, you know, uh, high fives and hugs to all of his ex teammates from last season. So it was a neat little thing before the game. And it looks like Kawhi's amped up. The Clippers are amped up because they are letting the, letting the Raptors know exactly what they're missing by not having Kawhi on their team right now. I thought the Raptors would win at home, you know, kind of a, some, some revenge playing at home. You never know if if Kawhi's going to play and from game to game, just with rest too, like, uh, so I was, I was kind of hoping the Raptors would win. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an 18 point game. It's not completely out of reach, but it's certainly, it's, it's certainly leaning that way. Uh, the Lakers at the Orlando magic. It's cool to see that the magic are able to stick in this one 57 to 55 right now. Lakers are up by two. Uh, Anthony Davis has just seven points so far. Jonathan Isaac has two blocks, one three pointer, one of seven from the field for John Isaac. Um, LeBron's playing great, 18 points, eight rebounds, three assists. Uh, you know, I'm not really seeing too much else of note from this game. Avery Bradley's making his return for the Lakers after being out, uh, due to injury for several weeks. Rajon Rondo has not been, has not entered this game. It looks like he might've been ruled out again. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just nice to see that the, uh, the magic are, are keeping the Lakers close. Boston at versus Indiana. That game's at 75 to 72. Boston up by three with six minutes left in the third. So some close ones here from from the opening slate. And that's that's really nice to see, especially from a couple of games that 
maybe we didn't expect to be uh, as competitive like that Houston versus Cleveland game with Houston uh, up 84 to 73 right now. Celtics Pacers too is a potential playoff matchup. I mean, these are two teams that you would have, you would think are locks. So um, it's always fun to see two teams. You think we'll see each other down the road too. how things go early in the season. Oh, absolutely. If every time we see a potential playoff matchup, it's good to get an indication of how these teams are going to play each other, how they're going to attack. And do, do you think that coaches hide a lot of stuff? Like they maybe don't bring out everything that they're going to do early in the season or does more stuff just naturally get added throughout the season to help teams become more diverse and, and to uh, provide different looks against teams? I think, I think both exist. I think some coaches are able to pull things back and go just simplify things maybe in during the regular season at times, but I really think it is a combination of both, and it's probably a, a, a coach-to-coach situation. If you have an experienced team, an experienced playoff team, you know, I would doubt that a team like the Atlanta Hawks is is saving much, you know, for uh, March and in April games. I'm really sorry. I was trying to read our chats, and I got lost on what you were saying. I I'm keep don't worry. I'll I'll keep you uh, in the loop in the loop of what's going on <laughs> in the chats. It was fun so. to see people interacting. So yeah, <laughs> I have no idea if you if you left me with a question or not. No, you're good. Okay, you're, you're great. Good. There's a lot to keep track of right now. Trying to do this like uh, red zone kind of basketball alternative. Um, <clears throat> that and and you know you want to find all the different narratives to to discuss to keep to keep everybody interested because because we don't have the highlights available to us to be like, Oh, check out this awesome pass from so-and-so. But um, maybe, maybe we can uh, find ways to loop in stuff from Twitter too. Cause you know, maybe just uh, getting on worldwide Wob's Twitter and, and uh, sharing one of his, uh, I don't know, maybe we, maybe we share a screen that way too. find different things like that to do. Yeah. And if anyone is interested, you know, uh, or have, have you have a take, put it on the show, like subscribe, rate, review, anything helps. Uh, we appreciate your input. And as we said, you can get onto the show. We've already been reading questions for, for fantasy purposes and, and, uh, whatever else you want to throw at us, something fun, whatever it might be, uh, you can get on the show. All you got to do is comment below. Yeah, but just share with us the stories that you want us to talk about or, or give us questions uh, about the games that are going on uh, or or even other stuff that's going going on in, in the league right now, whether it's questions about the ratings crap or, or whatever, you know, s- stat leaders throughout the league, whatever you want to talk about. This is like group therapy for NBA fans here. There you go. There you go. Some fans might need it uh, more so than other fan bases. Of course. I mean, okay. uh, you know, the, the, the Bucks fans aren't going to aren't going to have too many mental instability issues this season. But if you're a Bulls fan, you're you're probably struggling a little bit. Well, let me ask you this. that The Bulls is a good answer uh, for this next question. But after the Knicks, who feels like the most hopeless fan base right now? Uh, you know, it's hard for me to see where the Cleveland Cavaliers are going. So I kind of feel bad for them from the perspective that I don't have a lot of faith in their front office right now. Uh, That isn't to say that there's not good things to like about some of the players on their roster. It's just hard to see a 
it's hard to see the guys on their team who would be considered like leaders on, on a playoff team right now. Um, I see no future stars. Yeah. So, the, so that's, that's pretty rough. Whereas like, even if the Atlanta Hawks had, had, hadn't won a single game yet this season, we know that there's some really exciting players on that team and, and that they're waiting for John Collins to come back. And John Collins is, if, if John Collins hadn't gotten suspended for, you know, whatever it was, he got the PED thing. He, he could have been challenging for an all-star spot this year. So yeah. it's going to be great to have him back. And that's going to really help. There, there were reports earlier this week that Trey young was getting frustrated with the team saying like, find me some help. And it's like, dude, John Collins is coming back. I get it. You're probably just, but that's good to see from Trey young. You, you want, you want your leaders to want to win nightly. And the fact that he's not willing to sit there and, and wait to win that's good because that's going to push the team to maybe move beyond their rebuilding uh, situation and start looking towards loading up on extra pieces. Yeah. The Hawks are just interesting to me. You could go one through eight or one through nine with players that are exciting, fun basketball players. And eight of them are 24 and under. And the other is Vince Carter. (laughs) I, you know, it's kind of hard to see some long-term hope for the Pistons, but this is a but, huge but fine. season for them, though, right? Isn't it? Is Drummond coming off the books? Well, I mean, Drummond coming off the books. Is Drummond leaving without them getting anything back? Probably. That's okay, probably so, what's going to happen. And uh, as much as, like, if if they're not willing to pay Drummond, I've got to imagine some other team is. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Drummond is Drummond has his flaws, but he's still a dominant center in this NBA for for what he does. Or I think there's enough good things about what Drummond does, and, and also I think there's enough. There, there's been a lack of consistency with that organization being competitive during the time that he's been there. I I just think most of the criticism about Drummond can be forgiven really quickly if he gets on a super competitive team and they win in in the playoffs. What's the best fit for him? I mean, he, with a guy like him, you almost have to have four shooters. I mean, you, what is, what is the best fit for him to be a starting dominant center on a good playoff team? You absolutely need four shooters around, uh, Andre Drummond, but he can also do more passing than what is considered. He's he's a big guy, so he can match up with any other big men who, that you need to. But he's also very nimble, and he gets tons of steals for a center. He has so like, he has yeah, great hands for a, he's one of the best, uh, you know, like swiping centers that we've had this millennium. And he's one of those guys who. You know they, they've they've tried to let him become a three point shooter over the last couple of seasons, and that's fine. I'm glad that they were open minded to that. But we've seen enough of Andre Drummond trying to shoot three balls that it's just like it's not it's not it's not there. It's not, and it's probably never going to be there. But it's definitely not there anytime soon. But he has good enough touch that. He and he's crafty enough that I'm really surprised nobody got him to hit that foul foul line extended shot or something similar. Like instead of letting him 
arduously go down into the post and be super inefficient in the post with post-ups uh, as, as they tried to do a few years ago with, with Stan Van Gundy, they should have just hammered him getting that, that extended baseline uh, shot in the mid range, you know, the, the McDice, the, the Tim Duncan shot, um, the, the shot that almost every old big man had. So does, is there still time though? I mean, he still is pretty young for having so much experience in the league. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely still a little bit of room for improvement with uh, with Andre Drummond. It's it's something that we have. I mean, we've seen it over the years as he's continued to improve even his free throw shooting. You know, that's a spot where he was the worst in the league at it, and now he's become pretty darn good at it in 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 re- in relativeness, at least. Maybe not doing uh, you know, I mean, sixty four percent isn't isn't too bad considering he was shooting 37% a few years ago. So yeah, he could add a baseline jumper. I mean, there's, there's, there's still plenty of time for him to at least get something to, I don't know if you're trying to draw away another big man, but he's such a good player and he's the best rebounder. We've talked, said it a number of times since Dennis Rodman. So he's got to be a very desirable player. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's really some teams that don't that don't like his competitive, his lack of a consistent motor, and and they have a perspective that he wouldn't fit what they're doing. But like, can you? I mean, it's it's well, it's not a totally dumb comparison considering we've seen Demarcus Cousins play with Anthony Davis. But like, you know, can you imagine if if Drummond was on that Lakers team with Davis and and LeBron? Like, it would be murder. Uh, Bucket Ninja. Yo, what up, Bucket Ninja? First time caller, first time listener. Just kidding. Bucket Ninja's uh, usually with us on the stream. We appreciate it. I traded Drummond for CJ McCollum and Herter before the season. What are your thoughts? He's personally still happy with it. In a rotisserie league, that that might be okay. Are we talking dynasty or is this a a you know one? A, if it's a head to head, a redraft league, just one season. I, I don't like that trade. I would much rather have Drummond just because he's so dominant at rebounds for the season. Dynasty uh, category league. Then, uh, I mean, there's there's reasons to look at Huerter and, and, and find reasons to like it, but I have I have a hard time trading Drummond in, in, a, in a head-to-head league. He's, he's uh, yeah. Uh, it's we're getting more details from uh, bucket ninja in the chat and essentially it's it's a dynasty situation it's there's there's locks with contracts and stuff like that so when you're taking into all those other factors it's not just about the production from a guy necessarily it's also about how long do you have their value for and how long can you expect them to be a contributor plus with a guy like kevin Werder, he might become a a much more productive player than what people are seeing right now. Uh, we, we've seen an increase in assists from Kevin Huerter lately, and that's even with Trey Young being being healthy. That the Hawks kicked Evan Turner out of the rotation because they want Huerter to be that backup assist man, that backup uh, facilitator. So there there are definitely a lot of things to like about Huerter going forward. Also, I know the other two are like superstar top level best player on the team type of players in many aspects, but Herter also is still an unknown. Like he could be like, we don't know what his ceiling is yet. 
I think, you know, it's, you're if right. There, the process, there are things that we don't know yet, but he's got, he's got the, I think he's got the possibility of filling his body out more, becoming stronger. Uh, they were already asking him to go to the rack more, to seek out contact more, to get to the line more this season. The the Hawks believe in him. He should be their starting shooting guard next to Trey Young. He's got good size at 6'7". Uh, even if he doesn't necessarily look as as big as he is, where is a, is a big guy out there? Uh, you're essentially looking at a, a a Clay Thompson type of player who's allowed to do more facilitating than what Clay is, and probably not probably not going to be as good on D as what Clay has been. But that but Hoyer has some stick-to-itiveness, and he'll he'll use his athleticism to get those chase down blocks from time to time too. So, so maybe you know I don't want to necessarily discount his the possibilities of Hoyer's ceiling on defense either. Right, and ultimately you got the prospect out of the deal. You know what I mean? It's the unknown, but it is the potential to do who knows what. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, having that that. Where they're locked into a contract for three years, uh, I, I understand that. I, especially if like you were gonna have to give up Drummond at some point, but that is what it is. So the Cavs are giving the Rockets all they can handle right now. It's pretty nice. pretty fun. You got Cavs down by one, eighty-eight, eighty-seven. Yeah, uh, and the the Cavs are spreading it out. It's not like any one guy on the Cavs is doing all the damage for them. Uh, Kevin Love is leading the way with 17 points, but then Colin Sexton had our heavy sex, as I like to call him. He's got 16. Uh, Jordan Clarkson off the bench has 14. Kevin Porter Jr. Who gets some James Harden type of, uh, uh, comparisons for his, for Kevin Porter Jr.'s ability to use, use the ball to get wherever he wants on the, uh, on the court, 11 points from Kevin Porter Jr. Two rebounds, two assists, one steal, three of five from three point land for the rookie, uh, Darius Garland has 11 and Tristan Thompson has 11 as well. Three of six from three point land for Darius Garland on the Rockets side of things. James Harden is leading the way with 35 points, seven assists, six of 14 from three point land. Harden been taking his foot off the gas on scoring of late and, and maybe just running into a couple of good defensive matchups as well. So it, it's nice to see Harden pushing for a, a 40 point night here. Uh, with the Rockets, I, I want to see Harden get back to aiming for that 40-point uh, per-game average again this season. Uh, and I'm rooting for him to get to 40 points a game average as well. Uh, he's been stuck on 35 points for what seems like 10 minutes of almost like game time. Well, you know, end of the third, going into the start of the fourth, they're probably going to bring him back. He's probably back in now and and is, uh, is going to – gonna or has he been playing have you been watching this one yeah he's been playing okay well why isn't he getting his shots i'm surprised he did have a nice little uh, left hand i mean he is left-handed but a behind the back pass from the corner uh, that was pretty sweet but they missed the three um porter jr man he looks good tonight he had a little shake on russell westbrook that and I don't know if they tangled feet, but Westbrook went to the ground for a moment. Uh, it was right at the free throw line. Pretty interesting play. You, wait, you're saying he like crossed up Westbrook and broke his ankles? I, I don't know if it was like a little, just a sh- like a triple threat shimmy, but it, like for a second, Westbrook seemed to stumble and if not went down. And I was, I had to like make sure that that was Porter Jr. And, and that is who it was. Huh. 
Yeah, so uh, you so you've liked what you've seen from them then tonight. I mean, it's hard, I, yeah, yeah, it's hard not Cavs... to like it when when they're putting up positive statistics. Yeah, uh, but so, no, the Cavs K- have looked really good. And KPJ hit another three, four of six from three point land for sixteen points so far. He's uh, he's getting it done. He's playing defense. Got three steals. So this is the best I've seen the Cavs play all season by far. Oh yeah, they've been absolutely atrocious, and they're going. They're they're you know they're playing hard against the against the the rockets that's nuts right plus i mean you got kevin love's name and trade talks he had uh not the best game the other night and uh, is, is coming back tonight he's got 17 and 10 right now with most of the fourth quarter yet to play yeah i'm switching over to that uh lakers and orlando game and then i'm gonna check out a, another one as well So all sorts of NBA action going down right now. Yep. Uh, Boston and Indiana. That one's gotten a little bit away from Indiana. Boston is up by 10 with the start of the fourth quarter, 94 to 84. Uh, at the end of the third, the Lakers are up 69 to 65 over the Orlando Magic. The Clippers and the Toronto Raptors are at the uh, five minutes left in the third quarter, 72 to 65. So it's gotten closer, just a seven point game there with the Clippers still leading the Raptors. Uh, Charlotte Kyle, and uh, yeah, Kyle, I'll be back in just a moment while you run this down. If that's all right, that's fine, brother. Right. Uh, Charlotte and Brooklyn, Brooklyn is up by 11 points at halftime, 64 to 53. Uh, in the second quarter, we've got Atlanta and Chicago almost uh, really close here, 44 to 42. Chicago is up by two. And then five minutes left in the second quarter for Utah and Minnesota with Utah winning by four or leading by four over Minnesota right now. All right, a lot of, lot of stuff going on. Kind of poke in at the different performances for the night. Kemba Walker's leading the way. In points scored with 39, six three-pointers for him, 35 for Harden with six three-pointers of his own, 23 for Westbrook. Uh, Rebound-wise, we've got Sabonis leading the way with 12 rebounds so far, another 12 for Clint Capella, and then three guys with 10 rebounds, Anthony Davis, Kevin Love, and Aaron Gordon so far. So some nice work there. Uh, In the blocks department, Clint Capella, leading the way with three blocks so far tonight. And then OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Anthony Davis, Ivica Zubats, Miles Turner, and John Isaac. I guess that's the who's who of, of the blocks brigade. Uh, they've all got two blocks so far tonight with all their games still going on. So some, some fun production so far in the, in the games this evening with an 11 game slate here on Wednesday night. Uh, get looking back at some more games. I wonder what Anthony's doing. He's probably hey, hey. I'm just <laughs> I'm probably just listening to you. Take it away. Appreciate um, it. Need to drain the lizard, as they say. Yeah, but the Cavs still sticking it to the Rockets, 99 to 90 right now. A uh, uh, little Kyle, under eight minutes left in that one. Kyle, just to be clear, this is the closest game, like latest, right? This was one of the first tip-offs, so this is most likely to end first. Yes. Right. Yep. Okay. I thought that was the case. So, so as of right now, we're I'm I'm on the game that is the closest to being over, and the Cavs up by nine at home. The Cavs going with the I don't know if you said this while I was gone, but the the mid to late '90s throwback court and jerseys, which I'm a big fan of. 
the Andre Miller era, if in in my opinion. Yeah, dude, that that court is super dope with the with the uh, the hoop uh, logo at the middle and and just that color scheme is really really slick. So it's a very good choice by the Cavs to to go with that old school look and to and then they've got some other jerseys or is it the ones they're wearing tonight? But they've got some. Like, no, these are throwbacks from that the the time we're speaking of. I think their city their city jersey ones this year kind of yes. have a uh, yeah they, they have the they're the emblematic style. of it yeah yeah, yeah. So they're definitely a it's an homage or a modernized version. Oh biscuits! I am running into the same league pass issues I had earlier, so I hope that you are having um, okay issues. Or uh, I would just leave yours plan is what I guess I would say to you. Oh, okay. Uh, my, well, mine was going in and out for a moment or like the, you could tell it was like, I don't know, getting fragmented or something. It was, it was something was up, but it's kind of corrected and it's going now. Good for you. Yeah, uh, hit a three. So 99, calves up by six. Indiana's making a charge back against the Celtics. 96 to 94. Now just a two point game. Wow, Indiana's really coming back strong. Uh, nine minutes left in that one. Um, I don't know if you saw the the comment from MSRF. He said, "I believe it's called. I believe it's pronounced Herder, which is what I also say." Yeah, um, I'm sure it is pronounced Herder. I just think it's fun to say Herder. Uh, all right rock on brother uh we <laughs> bucket ninja we need to get kyle a headset or one of or his arm is going to be super jacked <laughs> this is a, the heaviest microphone too I, I i don't do any other workouts it's just the podcast that's that's actually the reason why i did it my doctor prescribed the podcast uh Cavs hit a three rockets come back down and harden hits a three so 102 96 now Cavs up by six with six to go. Three's on the way. No good. Rockets a chance to cut it. Oh, I just got kicked off league pass. <laughs> this is happening live, folks. We don't we don't control league pass. I, I have been sending out some tweets to know tonight with the hashtag league trash, though. So yeah. that's a good pun. I too. Okay, I'm, ba- I'm back. I'm back. Oh, biscuits. Are you still down? I can't get the uh, the Rockets Cleveland game going for whatever reason, but I've got the uh, I've got the Pacers game rolling, so I'll be able to watch that one at least. There you go. James has James Harden has a toilet bowl rim out, and out of bounds might have been an offensive foul. You still think Houston's going to be able to pull this one out, or did, did Cleveland just have the, the magic on this evening? Uh, I think it's going to be similar to what we saw last night with the Hawks, where they played great for about 46, 47 minutes, and then it went to overtime, and the Heat won. This is another young team that, I'm, I guess with Kevin Love, it's a little bit different, but you don't necessarily have you know, a dominant team right now that's going to be able to play or has shown the ability to play 48 minutes against a very good team this year. Right. Even though Kevin Porter's had a great game up to this point, you're not, you're not feeling confident that he's going to be able to hold off James Harden and Russell Westbrook, uh, got down the stretch. Ooh, Harden up to 45 points. Nice. 
Yeah, those those last ten came pretty fast after I said it seemed like it had been a while. <laughs> yeah, he can do that. Porter Jr. hits another three. Oh my goodness! Twenty-one points for the young man. That's got to be a uh, that's got to be a career high already. Uh, who's your preferred Porter Jr.? I thought I think you might have tweeted this earlier this season. Oh yeah, uh, whether it's Otto Porter Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., or Michael Porter Jr. Um, I think Michael Porter Jr. will end up having the best career, but that's if he can stay healthy. And Kevin Porter Jr. has some interesting things to him, as we're seeing on this night. He's he's shining. So uh, maybe we'll okay, be proven we just, wrong. We just right, saw one of the, I just saw something from Harden as Delavadova was cutting down the lane, and he kind of just gave Delavadova like a a slap or kind of like a get out of here, like a shrugging him off for no reason. And I know Delavadova is a guy that probably deserves to have that happen, but it is just a it's those little things. It's those little things that I just don't like about Harden. And I feel like it's just happened a lot more this last year and a half. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Harden slapped away an agitator. <sighs> that's why I'm that's why it's hard for me to to really bash him too much for this one because your Harden takes are almost as bad as your Wilt Chamberlain takes. Oh which, my god. Which Who is by, Wilt Chamberlain? Who which, is that? By the way. Uh, when you talk about things that Hart that uh, Giannis is doing this season, like the the only person who's done similar things to what Harness Giannis is doing, is is Wilt Chamberlain. So, like th- these comparisons aren't going to mean anything to you because you don't think that Wilt Chamberlain. It, what's the what's the really bad joke you say about like uh, a Donald Foyle? Yeah, Donald Foyle. You know who I think uh, if Wilt Chamberlain played today. He would be, I think Christian Wood would be would be a good comparison. I can't tell you how stupid that makes you sound. <laughs> like <laughs> I just it's the, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. I mean, there's not a lot of tape out there on Wilt Chamberlain, but what little you see is like him doing the most athletic, craziest stuff from the biggest, strongest man ever created. And you just go and watch a Conan movie too and see him standing next to Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator. Well, Chamberlain, I mean, show me uh, the game footage of him scoring 100. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see whoa, it. Whoa, I really whoa. would. You got a conspiracy theory about him not actually scoring 100 points in a game? Oh, that, yeah, that definitely didn't happen. This is oh, He's okay. Paul Bunyan, dude. None of this happened. <laughs> he's Paul Bunyan. I like that. Paul Bunyan had a blue ox. Okay, yeah, 100-point game. Great. Oh gosh. Wow. You sound so smart. Um, all right. What's going on with that, uh, Houston game? Uh, we're still coming back from break, but, uh, MSRF is back into the show and says, uh, people keep, people just keep sleeping on Powell's value. He does enough to, to be rosterable as a six man. And this Raptors backcourt isn't exactly known for being healthy. Um, yeah, no, there's, the thing is it's, in fantasy, if you're looking at your last like three guys, the guys that are rotating in off your bench, or maybe even your fourth or fifth guys, like, and when you're putting that into the context of where those players rank, you're talking about the the last like thirty to fifty guys. They're all streamers because for you know they're going to be inconsistent. They're going to a lot of those guys are going to be ones like Norm Powell who take advantage of injuries to to a backcourt or the team and, and Norm Powell has been the benefit, but also has been lucky that at the same exact time that Kyle Lowry goes 
or comes back from injury, Fred Van Vliet goes down with an injury. So it's kind of happenstance in some respects that have and good fortune that have led to to Norm Powell stepping up and being good. And he's definitely worth streaming in most leagues, but he isn't a quote-unquote must-roster player, meaning someone that needs to be on someone's roster at all times. And, and in most respects, I think, especially in 10-team leagues, like if you've got a good enough squad, you might look at Norm Powell and be like, there's just not enough uh, wick there long-term for me to hang on to him uh, or, or to even grab him over somebody else who has better long-term potential. Like, like if, if Markel Fultz was sitting on my roster, even if Norm Powell's maybe been more productive so far this season, I'm going to want Markel Fultz knowing that he can do so much more going forward later this season. And that Norm Powell might be limited by coming off the bench when the Raptors are healthy. MSRF, if you can't get enough of them, he's got another question. I'm trying to get OG for Carmelo and Norm. I think that's reasonable. Um, Carmelo's probably going to have decent value most of the season, although his percentages will probably continue to drop off. Some of the the kind of inflated defensive stats we've seen of, of late, I think won't necessarily be there, but Carmelo's playing a ton of minutes. So maybe, maybe he's just in a role that he likes being in on this Blazers team. Maybe he's motivated by the fact that he hasn't played NBA basketball in over a year. And we're going to see a, a better defensive Carmelo this season, maybe. Um, but I, I do think OG has the best long-term value and long-term upside out of those two players for, for the rest of the season, especially if we get deeper into the Blazers season and it turns out that they are not in the playoff race. And then we see, I could just go a lot of ways. <clears throat> we appreciate uh, all in, in any feedback you guys have MSRF appreciate you commenting into the show. Uh, being a part of the show. That's why it's an interactive live stream. So uh, it's 105-104, 3-11 left in Cleveland. Rockets down by one. James Harden now has 48 points. He had 35 at the end of the third quarter. So he's got 13 so far, a couple points away from 50. Uh, his career high is 62. You guys saw the video last week of him getting 60, but not uh, getting back into the game for the career high. Uh, we'll see what happens here with 3.11 to go. Potential of overtime, who knows? But right now is 9 of 17 from three-point land, 18 of 40 of 32 overall. So pretty good percentages right now for James Harden in terms of being efficient. Yeah, absolutely. He's a, he's a really good shooter guy. I kept trying. I keep trying to get that game to come up on mine, and it just won't let me. So I'm, I'm stuck on some of the other games. I guess it is what it is. Uh, I'm glad that you have access to it. At least for now. <laughs> we'll see how things go here. But uh, Cavs got the ball after an empty possession for the Rockets. So under three minutes, Tristan Thompson drives, gets caught up. Uh, Harden. Ooh, somebody knocked it away. Harden has two blocks tonight too. Nice. Yeah, he's not. He's not. You know, he he gets it done there with the, with the blocks from time to time. So it looks like a turnover against Thompson. Oh uh, what, my God! The Suns did. The Suns announced their starting lineup with five Baby Yoda memes. Oh my gosh! Are you serious? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll, I'll Twitter. I'll, 
I'll share it here with oh, everybody. Good idea. good idea. Yeah. Ooh. So are you liking Baby Yoda? I'm I'm about I think I'm an episode from being uh fully live with with the Mandalorian right now. Oh, that's great. Oh, with the haircuts. <laughs> wow. Oh. Dude, the baby Yoda memes right now are uh, so hot. Oh, sorry to anybody so listening on the podcast. Um, to, to describe what we're looking at, we're sharing a screen right now from, from my Twitter feed, and it's the, the Phoenix Suns tweeted out their starting lineup, but it's it's all the baby baby Yoda memes with a uh, Suns jerseys put on them, and then the players' hairs uh, photoshopped on top of it too, including their facial hair. And it's just great. I mean, it's completely and, ridiculous and stupid, uh, but it's also it's so cute. And it's just fun that like, okay, this is social media. Let's not take ourselves seriously. Let's have some fun with it. So good things. MSRF talking about uh, Mandalorian baby Yoda makes the show right now. <laughs> uh, the past two episodes were filler. So I saw the, some, uh, the, some of the fourth episode or most of the fourth. And I think that might be fair to say so. I'm sure uh, more things to get excited about as as we roll through. But Disney Plus is a hit, man. <laughs> Lots of fun. Lots of fun all, with all that. What you got something that you keep going to on Disney Plus? A show that you're like really that really got you pumped? Something eighties, nineties nostalgia. Um, no, I mean, I, you know, I've got a bunch of stuff on my watch list. Uh, all the Marvel movies are on there. Uh, a lot of the Disney cartoons that I watched growing up, the cartoon movies. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's the ones that I watched growing up as a kid. It's not necessarily a lot of the newer Disney stuff uh, that's on my feed. Um, I, 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 like everybody else, I've been checking out The Mandalorian. It's the best Star Wars since the original trilogy. Um I'm also a cartoon guy in general. Uh, if it's like Marvel comics based or superhero based, or if it's, yeah. I'll check out all the star Wars cartoons. A lot of them aren't necessarily great, but every once in a while you'll find some, some good ones. So I've been checking out the star Wars rebels. So uh, we don't just nerd out about NBA basketball and stat lines and, and blocks per game and per 36 and net defensive rating. I mean, we're also nerds of other varieties as well. Yeah, dude. So uh, you gotta have you gotta have uh, multiple outlets, right? There's not NBA yeah. games uh, 24 hours a day, unfortunately. Right. So. Yeah, that's why you watch so much professional wrestling. That's why you do. No, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. What else? What uh, What do we got going on here? Give us the, the lowdown on the Houston Cleveland game. Keep us. They did a poll question on the Rockets. Oh my God, the Rockets are up. 107-105. Space Jam is, uh, I guess, the fans' favorite basketball movie. I, I actually only saw Space Jam as the as the option. I didn't see the other options. Uh, okay, Harden Harden has fifty one points. Westbrook has okay. twenty three, and nobody else on the Rockets has more than eight. So. so awesome. This is kind of what we expected, though. Like this, these stat lines, even though it's against the Cavs, it's kind of funny that these. This is maybe more what we expected from the get-go. Kevin Porter Jr. has a career-high twenty-one points, uh, three steals, five of eight from three-point land, eight of fourteen from the field overall. Hasn't gotten to the free-throw line once, um, which also speaks to it not being a sustainable performance. But uh, definitely a, a very nice one uh, 
for for the rookie. Man, sorry, sorry, Cavs. It's yeah, it's just as soon as you let the Rockets get up by even one point, I just feel like it's it's game over, brother. Exactly. It's just like we said last night. You get to playing forty five plus good minutes, but not forty eight and. The good teams will beat you in the end. The uh, Celtics and Indiana Pacers. Celtics are up 103-102 with just under five minutes left in that game. The Lakers, just under five minutes left, are up t- by uh, eight points, 86-78 to over the Orlando Magic. The Clippers continue to lead the Toronto Raptors. Uh, 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter there. The Clippers are up by 17, 88-71. Check that. Uh, up by... 14, 88-74. Other games to to run in on, Chicago at Brooklyn. Chicago, or I'm sorry, Charlotte at Brooklyn. Charlotte is down 65-78. to Four minutes left in the third there. We are at halftime for Atlanta Atlanta and Chicago, 66-52. to Chicago leading that one. And then at halftime of the Minnesota-Utah game, and it is tied 59-59. to Good stuff, man. Thanks, pal. Off the bench for the Pacers, Aaron Holiday having a heck of a game. Eight of nine from the field, 18 points. Really helping to keep the Pacers uh, or get the Pacers back in this one. Pacers are up right now 105-104 with just under four minutes left. Porter Jr. for the lead for three from the corner, and he gets it to go. 108-107. Cavs up one. 140 to play. Ooh, KPJ. Dude, he, uh, my God. Sexton drove it in from the top of the key and kind of just whipped a pass out to the corner. KPJ was calling for it. And then he found him. Give me the ball. Oh, possible turnover. Harden at the nope. Recovers at midcourt. Gets to Russ for three. Russ, no good. Clanking, but falling out of bounds while trying to pursue the rebound was Tristan Thompson. So it's going to stay with the Rockets down by one. 117 to play. Yep, he was definitely on the line. So it'll be underneath the Rockets basket to inbound. Looks like House is going to be the inbounder. Because it gives it to Harden. Crab dribbles reverse out to three. Resets. Westbrook wants it. Drives inside. Nope. Handoff to Capella. Oh, Harden, easy floater. Easy floater. You know what's great about this game from Harden? Only three of three from the free throw line. Only taking three free throw shots. That's awesome. So he's got what fifty three points now. Wow, Brogdon's got a pretty nice mustache this season. Did he have that last year? No, he did not. Huh, dude. Like uh, Carl Weathers out there. Uh, he's got a little bit of a, a chin thing going too. It's kind of three musketeersy. Um, I don't know about it. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know. D'Artagnan usually treats as the the younger cat who's got like a fresh, fresh face, clean shaven. So probably more of a Porthos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I'm glad that you know the Three Musketeers facial hair. I don't even know if that's his if that's the real guy's name. I just knew it sounded like uh Three Musketeers name. Oh, D'Artagnan for sure. Oh yeah, but D'Artagnan's the easy one to Oh, right. to remember. Yeah. So PJ Tucker 
hit a big three, and now the Cavs are down by four. 20 of 34, James Harden. 9 of 20 for Westbrook so far. I'm sorry, Cavs. I was rooting for you to pull this one out, man. I mean, you're at home. You're playing in front of your fans. At least, you know what? If you're a Cavs fan this season, I think all you ask for is for them to be competitive. So you walk out of this game feeling pretty good. uh, If your expectations are reasonable. Yeah, right. Well, they got the, the fans got to see Naughty by Nature at halftime. What are they complaining about? Oh, dude. Uh, for Papa Ray Ho. Plus uh, the Cavs playing a competitive game. I mean, yeah. most of them are there to see Harden anyway. Yeah, dude. If, if you're if you're expecting wins, that's that's some OPP stuff right there, man. That's right. The win was other people's property, and those other people look like the Rockets. But, hey, 37 seconds left. Down by four. Still a chance. Nope. And turnover. <laughs> KPJ gives it right to Westbrook on the inbound. And Capella might have just sealed the deal with a huge dunk on the rim run. 114-108. 31.1 to go. 109-109 in the Boston Celtics-Indiana Pacers game. Two minutes left here. Excitement. <laughs> 88 to 80 in that Los Angeles versus Orlando game with four minutes left. The Clippers are up 20 on the Raptors. So that one's probably going to be over, but there are still nine minutes left. So maybe give a little bit of hope for the Raptors to pull something out of the poop shoot. Uh, The Charlotte Hornets at the Brooklyn Nets, 72 to 82. Brooklyn is leading that one with three minutes left in the third. And then we're still waiting for those uh, two games at halftime to come back. Memphis at Phoenix has started. Phoenix gets up to a uh, quick start over the Grizzlies, 7-0 to zero, uh, in the first minute and a half. Lakers magic, too. I don't, I'm sorry if I missed you talking about that, but uh, 3.36 to go, 88-81. Lakers winning in Orlando. Not, not too far out, though, for the magic to come back. Yep. No, uh, you know, not, not, this is just a good game. It's a uh, low scoring, which is not something I mind to see as, as a, a fan of the old Pistons that would kind of relish in limiting teams. Mm. Uh, KPJ uh, is just devastated right now on the bench about the pass. Cause he was the inbounder who gave the ball away to Westbrook. He is devastated right now. Oh man. You know, it's, it's, you lay it all out on the line. You score a, career high 24 points and then you turn it over late uh when you're trying to trying to win the game yeah it's 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 brutal he just had the same inbound play and i think that garland might have caught it for a second or maybe it was clarkson had it for a second but it it went out of garland's hands and so it was another turnover on the like same play uh or same setup you know porter inbounding oh but they get the steal sexton all right, 114-110. It's not out of the realm of possible. Okay, there's something going on here. All right. Sexton got a huge steal. How much There's time one, left? Just a few seconds, 20, right? 22.7 seconds, so a lot right. of time. It looked like it was over after the Capella dunk, but now with this steal, that's two or really three inbounds plays in a row that were turnovers, three straight. Two from the Cavs and one from the Rockets in a row. Hey man, if you if you're within six, you know that's that's two possessions. So, yeah. Well, if they had got that inbound, then it would seemed like 
And now Harden's at the free throw line, so he's going to get his fourth and fifth free throws. He hits the fourth, so he's 4-4 with one to go here. 22.7 seconds left, so Cavs still a chance. They They are out of timeouts. Rockets have two timeouts left. The Pacers have kind of uh, taken a step forward over the over the Celtics, one fourteen to one oh nine, with a minute and twenty seconds left in that one. Malcolm Brogdon's got twenty three points, eight assists. Nice to see the assists up for Brogdon after he had just two in the previous game. Uh, Demontis Sabonis, Demontis again. Dominant again, uh, 13 points, 14 rebounds, eight assists from the big man. One steal. DeMontis Simonis's dad was known as one of the best passing big men of all time. So, uh, it's fun to see him continuing the tradition there and getting more of an opportunity on this Pacers team this season to, to show off that ability. He's incredible, man. 22 rebounds on Sunday. Yes, sir. Heck of a night. 18, 18 and 22. Kemba Walker with 42 points for the Celtics. Uh, 18 points from Jalen Brown, just 15 from Jason Tatum. You know, there, there has been some speculation about the whole Kevin Love to the Celtics thing, but ultimately would would he – I mean, he's not better than Daniel Tice. Like when you think about Daniel Tice's contributions on defense, in addition to Daniel Tice – having at least some ability to to play offense and stretch the floor. I don't know that. I think a, a lot of people would think, who the heck's this Daniel Tice guy? Kevin Love's obviously better. Why wouldn't you want Kevin Love in there instead of Daniel Tice? But like talking about fit, defense, and, and how everything goes on both sides of the ball, I think Daniel Tice is arguably a more impactful player than Kevin Love, especially on this Celtics team with, with the fact that like even if you got Kevin Love, I think you'd have to still continue to start Daniel Tice at center, and you just have to put Love at, at power forward. I feel like the Kevin Love to Boston comments and rumors have been going on for a decade. But he wore a shirt the other day that said Harvard on it. Mm. Yeah, and and the the Cavaliers even posted a picture of him walking into the game the other night, and he was wearing a Harvard sweatshirt. So when I saw that, the conspiracist in me was like, "Oh, he's trying to tell people that he wants to go to Boston or like yeah. Lake Oswego, man, Lake Oswego." Yeah, yeah, you know that's that's just the uh, that's what he's telling. Um, it's it's diversionary tactics. It's some. I don't know. doesn't make sense. I'm sure he'd be pleased with either. I mean, Portland, he gets to go home. The Celtics are going to be a playoff team. He's improved his oh, status and played for a purpose for, you know, immediately. Sabonis so gets the bucket. So what do you, what do you have here? Are you, you have 31, 30, 29. Did you already tell us the, the end of the Rockets game? No, but I'm going to. Oh, okay. When? I well, once this one ends, because we got a pretty hot game here going now between the Pacers and and uh, Celtics, one sixteen to one fifteen, seventeen point one seconds left. Is that what you have on your end, or I'm just trying to see if our internets are matched up here? Well, I mean, I don't think that we're going to be able to stream together in, in cohesion, so right, I, I wouldn't but... worry too much about that. But um, 
honestly watching the streams for us uh, we're pretty much going most of this broadcast off the box score stuff to give a peek behind the scenes uh because that's the thing that updates quickest too like you know i'm watching the celtics pacers game but i'm seeing everything in the box score happen first and then i'm just kind of like taking it in and and using you know i have the you know other games up as as reference points too but um yeah unfortunately the uh the, the the spoilers come through on the box score first. I won't allow it. I won't allow it on my end. Well, you're doing that's good. It probably makes for a more uh, authentic uh, um, exaltation from you. So 15 seconds left. Pacers uh, just hit a free throw. You got wow. Okay, Kemba drives right down the lane. Pacers. Just uh, Swiss cheese D on that one. So, what's the score? 18-117. Pacers up by one with ten point two seconds, and the Pacers have the ball. So Celtics have to foul, or you're going to go for the steal and then the foul, basically right away with ten point two. So uh, there's a timeout. So we'll be back to that game in a second. So I did want to wrap things up for you guys though with Rockets and Cavs. So down by six. Uh, Sexton had the ball, drove down into the Cavs. They missed the shot. The Rockets are into the Rockets. The Rockets got the ball. And with probably 10 to 15 seconds, the Cavs could have fouled down by six, but they kind of just let the Rockets run out the clock. There was, wasn't much urgency. Uh, I know it would have been a free throw battle, and that involves Harden, which is the odds are against you on most occasions. So. Uh, but ran out the clock a little bit sooner than I would have liked. But maybe when you know it's not your year, getting the game over with on a Wednesday night isn't, isn't the worst thing. No, if if you're telling me that there was still clock out there and they weren't trying to foul and send guys to the line to to make something happen, I don't care. Like as long as there's six seconds on the clock in a two possession game, you should be trying to make something happen, especially if you have turnovers or I mean a t- timeouts that allow you to advance the ball too. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I yeah, see that. I see that too often in the NBA yeah. where like, there are times too, where I think a team is down by a lot and I'm like, start following earlier in the game or <laughs> there's gotta be other, other strategies that you can take other than to just give up a lot of the time. Uh, Especially late. I mean, we we saw in that that Bulls game against Hornets where Levine hit that that game winner. They scored fourteen points in in forty five seconds. Like crazy stuff can happen. So, anyways, I agree. You can score. Uh, I think Bo Ryan once said you could score seven points in one point seven seconds. So you fight till the end. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I do like Brogdon's facial hair, and it is very Three Musketeer reminiscent. And I, the the chin piece is interesting. I almost wish it wasn't there, even though it is well angled, um, because I think it would be more like Billy D. Williams kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he smokes, uh, you know, home rolled cigarettes out of one of those extendo things like Cruella DeVille. Uh, he just looks very, um, <laughs> he looks too much about himself with that, uh, that little chin piece there. Not a fan of it, but then again, 
I just think everybody should grow out their hair and look like a wizard. So yeah. I'm not one to have much of an aesthetic opinion on things. Uh, well, Brogdon got fouled and there's seven seconds left. He hit both free throws. So there's a timeout now. Celtics will have the ball seven seconds to go down by three in Indiana. Well, uh, looking like the Pacers are going to be able to pull this one out. Although, as you said, you can score seven points in 1.7 seconds. So yeah, well, still time. Kemba's, yeah, Kemba's going to take a three here. If he hits it, then we're right back to playing the, the foul game, but at a tie. So About uh, six minutes left in that Clippers versus Raptors game. Uh, the Clippers remain up by 18, 100 to 82. And that's, uh, well, that's the Clippers. So that's lawyer's law. Uh, the first team to get to 100 usually wins. There you go. Who is uh, lawyers? It is one of the California teams announcers who originally said that. Is that right? Yeah, the the Clippers. Uh, Clippers. Okay. Yeah, the the Clippers. I can't think of his first name, but it, his last name's Lawyer. So it, Lawyer's Law saying, you know, first team to get to 100 wins usually. Uh, wrapping. Our last note, really, on the Cavs Rockets. So Harden ended up with 55 points, 20 of 34, 10 of 18 from three, only five of five, and two of those free throws happened with less than 30 seconds remaining. So Harden, one hell of a night, 55 altogether on on only five free throw attempts. Pretty incredible. Okay, so the Celtics are going to inbound. Looks like it's Tatum to inbound to Walker. Walker, top of the key. Puts up the three deep and air balls out of bounds. And they're saying Kemba's trying to say that it was tipped. I don't know if, who was that holiday. They're trying to, they're making the replay sign. But I mean, if there hasn't been a replay, it's really your only move. Why wouldn't you replay it? Kyle, you love replay. Um, I mean, it just depends. Challenge, I should say. No, the yeah, the challenge call is stupid. Yeah, well, I think I think we're gonna get a challenge here if unless it's an auto replay, which it probably should be. So we'll see if they got a piece of this. He did not get a piece. He hit his hand, but he did not get, touch the ball. So it maybe could have been a foul. All right, we'll check it in on some other games. The Charlotte at Brooklyn game has gotten close uh, with the Brooklyn Nets now just up by two, 86 to 88. Nine, I'm sorry, just jumped up uh, 90 to 86, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Nice to see that that game's getting close after after the Nets had been running away from it. Devontae Graham's got 27 points right now. He continues to be to lead the way for the, the Hornets on a nightly basis. Uh, Miles Bridges has 12 points of his own. Uh, and then uh, Cody Zeller, 10 off the bench. The only guys in double figures for the Hornets. From the net side of things, Jared Allen is leading the way with 21 points. Uh, Theo Pinson has 12 off the bench. And then we've got 12 from Dinwiddie and 11 from Garrett Temple. Um, yeah, hopefully the Hornets can can uh, pull one out here. It's I guess I'm always rooting for the underdog, even when they're playing a, another kind of underdog. You love the underdogs. Well, I mean, it's just I, I grew up um, with not a lot of money, so I had to spend a lot of time at the playground, and uh, my brothers and I would would do underdogs. You know, you just <laughs> and that began your love. 
Man, this uh, Atlanta and Chicago game, uh, Alex Len is leading the way with 15 points and then Damian Jones with 10. So the, the two centers for the Atlanta Hawks are the only players who have scored in double double digits so far. Eight minutes left in the third of that game. The Bulls are up 77 to 61 over the Hawks. Uh, Trey Young struggling two of 11 from the field. Kevin Herter, three of seven from the field in his action so far. On the Bulls side of things, Zach Levine is leading the way with 21 points, getting helped out by Lowry Markinen, who's got 12 points on four or five shooting. Nice to see the efficiency there from Lowry Markinen. We're, we're, we're ready for him to turn it on, man. And enough's enough. Now's the time. Yeah, he, We've been saying that for a few weeks, though. But yeah, he's been he's, he's been getting better. He's been playing no, better. This last week, he has he's looked a lot better. So uh, more you aggressive, better lines. Utah, Minnesota was tied at halftime, and they're still keeping it close, seventy-seven to seventy-five. Jazz up by two with uh, just under six minutes left in the third. Twenty points for Mitchell, twelve for Gobert, fourteen for Joe Ingles on the Jazz side of things. And then from the Timberwolves, we've got 16 from Towns, 15 from Wiggins, and 13 from Covington. Off the bench, Jeff Teague scoring 22 points with six assists, three of three from three-point land, seven of eight from the field overall. Teague was questionable coming into this game, so it's a uh, well kudos to him for having a heck of a night off the bench. So Brogdon is fouled on the inbound, and the Pacers are up by three, now four with the first free throw. He's going to get another one. So it's going to be tough. There's two seconds left. They pretty much have it sealed over Boston yeah. tonight. No timeouts left for the Celtics, so no more opportunity to advance the ball and not enough time to uh, to try to get a four or five-point play out of it. And there you have it. Yep. And I just saw DeMontis Sabonis cuss. Yeah, DeMontis Sabonis looks a lot like the werewolf from Monster Squad. I know you mentioned Monster Squad the other night. And DeMontis right. Sabonis, he just, there's something about his facial features that is very wolfish. Something like that. He's, yeah. His yeah, eyes might be a little bit too far apart and away from his, I'm not sure. There's some lycanthrope uh, in, uh, in his familial lineage. Yes. Yeah. He's definitely um descends from the uh the wolfensteins of uh S- sabonis land <laughs> what's become of us oh well, I mean, it's a long show we're gonna get into some uh really deep details <laughs> that's right uh, all so right bucks and pelicans about to start yeah, so Pacers win that one. Uh, Pacers are now 16 and nine on the season and the Celtics dropped to 17 and six. So uh, t- t- it's great to see a competitive game from, from two teams that might meet in the playoffs as, as you mentioned earlier. You can't ask for much more than that. That's, that's what you want to see is a close game in the end. That's entertaining throughout. And uh now we were missing two guys from this game though. Marcus Smart from the Celtics was out and Victor Oladipo will eventually return for the the Pacers. So that's two more you know, great talents to add to the mix eventually. And uh yeah, so some good things there. Yeah. One of the one of the games we thought would be one of the better of the evening, but the best the game we really thought was going to be the most fun was Clippers Raptors and 
that has not been the case. 229 to go. Clippers up 107.86. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, from in that perspective, it's 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 not too surprising the fact that Kawhi Leonard came out with a purpose to win this game. Um, you can definitely chalk it into a revenge game narrative, even though it was more of like a "Hey, welcome back, pal" narrative. Um, on the on the, the Raptors. Sorry, what we was that? Talk about the Cavs being in their 90s throwback and 90s throwback court. Uh, the Raptors doing the same. They have their original home whites with uh, the throwback court and the, all of the inside of the inside of the arc is all purple until you get to the paint. So it's pretty pretty cool court cart, court that they have. In addition to like the Raptor paw prints uh, streamed throughout part of the court as well. So good yeah. stuff by the NBA. Yep. Nope. Uh, there's been some absolutely wonderful special courts that have been added to the the mix this season. Um, some really fun jerseys. Not in love with all of them, but I mean, you can't appease everybody. Um, yeah. So it's uh, definitely love to see the, the throwback courts and just more inventive stuff and uh, whatever's going to attract the fans to the games, you know, and whatever's going to get us to watch the games. I'm I'm definitely more excited to watch a game when I see a, a dumb court that I like the, you know, like that Charlotte Hornets court with the basketball so cool. at yeah. the free throw line. And, and you know, or even like the, when, when I see a detail on a court, the new Brooklyn Nets courts this season are fun yep. uh, and different, if nothing else. Um, sure. And, and then, uh, the, like the Indiana Pacers on their court when they have like the, the shape of the state with different stuff. Like it's, I love that stuff. I think the Milwaukee bucks on one of their courts, they have the shape of the state as well. So I like those things. I didn't, Oh, I didn't know that. I I didn't know they had a, a, a new alternate. Cause they used to have a, a court they would wear when they would wear their black jerseys at home and they would have a more like a dark or the same, a darker court, but more black uh, around the baseline and uh, and on the court itself. So You're talking it's... about the Bucks? Yeah, yeah. The Bucks were like the first team to do the, the ultimate court. Yeah, yep. they, and it's the fear of the deer court. It's the blackout court. It's they wear their blackout jerseys, and, and it's it's all in black. On, yeah, yeah. Yep. There's, and... an, there's a buck on the court, and they also had the M on the court as well for Milwaukee. If like even back at the Bradley Center. Yep. So yeah, no, absolutely that, and and ever since that, we've seen you know a bunch of different courts come out, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. Oh, biscuits! Uh, just a minute to play in the fourth quarter of the first nationally televised game. One ten eighty eight. Clippers up big. I've got the uh, Charlotte Hornets and Brooklyn Nets game on right now. Brooklyn up 94-93 on the game cast with uh, six and a half minutes left. Devontae Graham's bringing the ball up there. I've also got the Grizzlies versus Suns on 27-19 with uh, the start of the second quarter, 11 and a half minutes left there. Uh, love having John Morant out there. He's, he's uh, I believe, tied for second in the league with – uh, scoring in the fourth quarter or something like that. There's, there's some kind of scoring stat in regards to the fourth quarter where John Morant is, you know, it, it's, it's one person like Luca or something. And then it's, it's Harden and, and John Morant, which I think is just awesome to see him already getting associated with some of those more dominant uh, clutch players uh, at the end of games. 
I'm so excited for him, man, because as I kind of like the way they've done it. I mean, you got Jaron Jackson Jr. first. Now you got Ja. And then the next thing will be to add like that solid wing player. And then I think you have your trio. But to have the wing player be the last to add, I think that's the way to go because Ja will already have the idea of what it's like to really be the the main option. Not that you're necessarily going to get someone that's going to, you know, supersede him as being the go-to guy, but it's just I, I I do like the order as of how it's breaking down for the Grizzlies in terms of this rebuild. Yeah, they uh, you wonder if they'll go out and trade for somebody like trade with maybe the Suns team that they're playing tonight and get grab a an Ubre or a Michael Bridges or a Cam Johnson from from them because they've got they've got extra depth there at that position right now. Or do you go into free agent free agency next season with just tons of cash and say, we're going to pay as much as we have to, to get Brandon Ingram away from the Pelicans. Andre Drummond, dude. I think, you know, I just think, uh, I really like Jonas Valanciunas. I think he's underrated. And the fact that he's banging threes this year, it's a different player than what Drummond is in some respects, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm happy with, with Valanchunas on this team because he gives you that big man who can match up with other big men. He gives you that size that you can have to bang against guys, but then you, you also have the versatility of a Brandon Clark of the versatility of a, uh, Jaron Jackson jr. To be able to play that, that backup center position or to, to match ups with different looks so I yeah I don't know if uh, Drummond would be the 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 best fit with the Grizzlies. Although if they moved on from Valanciunas in some respect, then maybe that is a target for them. And I, and I wouldn't think that's bad either. I think as we go forward, you're definitely going to see Jaron Jackson Jr. become more and more of a perimeter player who uses his ability to move with the ball as that develops and he gets older to be kind of a, a more of an off the dribble guy like Giannis. Um, so. Yeah, uh, it would make sense to maybe go out and get somebody who's going to be dominant down low so that you don't even have to worry about Jaron Jackson Jr. putting himself in too much position to get into the foul trouble that's limited him uh, up to this point in his career. I'm going to give you a handful of teams. Would you tell me whose rebuild you like best or who's like maybe ahead of schedule? If I give you a handful, would that be all right? Yeah, do you mind if I just uh, run us through uh, where we're at right now on things? Oh, yeah, sounds good. <clears throat> All right, uh, the the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Orlando Magic ninety six to eighty seven. Uh, not nothing too crazy from the lines in that game to really look at. Uh, we already talked about the the Clippers beating the Toronto Raptors, um, and there's you know again there's there's no no big lines really from that game I, I wanted to talk about it a little bit more but i think it just kind of is what it is um charlotte at brooklyn right now we've got charlotte back up they are 97 to 94 up three three points on the brooklyn nets five and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter in that one uh, Atlanta and Chicago. Chicago has gotten away from Atlanta in this one, 95 to 72. Atlanta was playing on the second night of a back-to-back, so kind of hard to fault them for falling behind. Maybe they can make a run here with three minutes left in the third. Still got time to come back. Utah and Minnesota. Utah is now up 90 to 78. This game had been sticking pretty close. Two minutes left in the third. Be interesting to see how that one 
go uh kind of unfurls going forward it's, it's nice that it's still relatively close hopefully we can have a, a good game to uh track down the stretch memphis at phoenix 29 to 26 with 10 minutes left in the second uh so yeah that, that kind of wraps us up with, with where we're at right now uh in a, we've got the New Orleans and New Orleans Pelicans and Milwaukee Bucks kicking off here soon on ESPN. And then we've got Oklahoma City over to Sacramento and the New York Knicks versus the Golden State Warriors later tonight. We are going to we're planning on sticking with this through the the New Orleans and Milwaukee game. If things get off the rails there uh, at halftime, maybe we dip out uh, just because it's it's a long, long haul here already. But um, thanks for sticking with us through this. If you are enjoying this broadcast, please check us out on Twitter for the for the the pod um, on Twitter, on iTunes, on Spotify, on any of the podcast app that that you listen to, um, and then also YouTube here on Twitter. Like, review, um, subscribe to the podcast where where applicable. Uh, we do appreciate that very much. It helps us rise up the rankings and to look towards getting uh, some. Uh, what are they called? The people who give you money for stuff. Sure. Sponsors. That's, that's what, what we're looking called. for. We're looking for our very first sponsor. That's uh, a goal of the show. So uh, we're, we're looking to hit it and, and hopefully get some more after that. So the way you guys can help us is rating, reviewing, commenting, giving us your feedback, um, subscribing, whatever it takes on multiple platforms. It really does help us get to where we want to go. So, But thanks for just watching and listening to. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mucho, yeah, mucho appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, if you crave NBA content, we love to uh, help create it for you and be a part of the fun like we're doing tonight in an interactive watch-along format. You get to be a part of the show. You can watch the show. Uh, you can listen to it in the morning. You can comment into the show and get your comments literally on the screen and have us interact with you that way. Um, fantasy questions, NBA news, notes, all sorts of stuff. This is the place. Word up, brother. Kyle, do you want to yeah. do you want to do a quick intermission? We typically do this at halftime. Now is sort of halftime of our night. Um, you know, I think with the fact that we don't have any games at the moment in, uh, well, we got the one game, the Brooklyn Nets and Charlotte Hornets here with about four and a half minutes left. It's tied 19, 99 to 99 right now. Um, why don't we get through this one and then we don't really have any games that'll be you know, we'll have about five minutes before we have any t- games getting to uh, to the end of the, uh, of their stretch there, because the uh, Atlanta Chicago game and the Utah Minnesota game are both still in the third right now. I think we'll have a few minutes here after the the Nets Hornets game wraps up. Does that work okay for you, brother? Yeah, let me. Uh, I'm gonna put that game on and cut off the ESPN feed for the moment <clears throat> and get that game rolling. So I'm right there with you on the Hornets and Nets. Sounds good, brother. So are you not a Valanciunas fan, or do you just think that – do you just like the idea of Drummond fitting with that that Grizzlies team? I was just thinking of a team that had money that had – I mean, even though you have Valanciunas, I don't think you're never you're ever like, ah, that's the dominant center of our future. Um, and he is serviceable, certainly, but it's really nothing personal. I just thought of a team that – has that might have some money and willing to get a more established player that to go along with their building core. You know what? I think it's, um, uh, I wonder what they are thinking. Cause, cause you definitely have John Morant there as your unquestioned starter at point guard. You have Jaron Jackson jr. As your perceived starter at 
at power forward. Some people kind of envisioned him as a little bit of an undersized center, but someone who could hold down the position there. I think we'll, I think we'll see uh, Jaron Jackson fill out more. Maybe he is, his position will be very yeah. akin to what, to what uh, Giannis is, is as a power forward and then a sometime center. But I can, you know, if, if Jaron Jackson doesn't fill out a lot, then I still think that he has the perimeter skills, especially with his ability to shoot off the dribble to someday just be your small forward in a super big lineup. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes, especially with a guy like Brandon Clark there who seems unless Brandon Clark improves his perimeter skills. And then maybe you can play Brandon Clark at, at power forward, but you just have to find a way to get Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. on the court, court together a lot more going forward. So essentially you're looking around and you're saying, okay, th- this Grizzlies team needs a a no-doubt starting shooting guard for their future, maybe a no-doubt starting small forward. And, and you already kind of pointed that out, being, being that they needed kind of a wing player to put in here. I just don't know exactly what you – I don't know. Maybe, maybe you just shell out and you do get Brandon Ingram next season or, or, or make a trade. But, uh, I, I don't know that I would be focused too hard on spending big on, on a center. Uh, what do you think the possibilities of maybe we'll, we can talk about it a little bit more when the Pelicans start playing, but I guess we'll, we can at least tease it now, but something I'm going to want to know from you, maybe when the Pelicans and Bucks tip off is the likelihood of Ingram resigning with the Pelicans, given that they kind of have this already budding group of potential stars, but he's been the go-to guy this year. Yeah, it's, of, it's of going, I think we're going to have to wait to true holiday is a different story, but of that group, I'm saying, well, I, I think we're still hoping to see, um, Zion Williamson make his debut, get really good run with this team, and hopefully before the trade deadline this season, uh, to see what they can be with all their guys healthy. Does Lonzo Ball fit? Uh, do they want to keep JJ Redick or is he somebody to to trade? Um, is is Drew Holiday the right guy here, or is or do you stick with Lonzo Ball and maybe move Drew Holiday? I, I think. Lonzo Ball is more and more to me starting to look like a guy who you don't, he's not a traditional point guard. In fact, Lonzo Ball is a shooting guard who can push the pace in a great way. He can uh, make those wonderful outlet passes, but you're not having him run a, a half court offense. He's not good enough shooter off the dribble and he just doesn't, he he's not the same kind of passer in the half court that he is in the open court. So um, is he just, is he he like an amplified Evan Turner or is, can he be better? Oh no. I think he's way better than Evan Turner. Uh, I mean, I mean more than uh, just a better version of Evan Turner. What is I, sometimes I think, Oh man, Lonzo is incredible. And sometimes I'm like, man, this guy, he disappears at times. He still looks like he's getting used to the NBA, but sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, he just gets it. And look at look at that pass. And sometimes his shot is on as goofy as it looks at times. I think that if Lonzo Lonzo needs a very specific role based on his 
inability to run an offense in the half court. So, but he's got enough size to be able to play defense, at least at shooting guard and probably at small forward in a lot of situations too. So, and, and I've always thought of Lonzo as someone who I th- at least has good defensive potential. He certainly racks up defensive statistics uh, when he, when he yeah. plays, I still, I still have a lot of hope that Lonzo is a good basketball player and believe that he is. I just don't think that he is, you know, I mean, maybe he's the perfect guy for a, a positionless basketball team because he's got enough size to play defense. He can shoot the outside ball. He's not scared to do it. Even if it is inconsistent, he's got the great ability to push the pace with his open floor passing and things like that. He's got athleticism. So if you've got other guys who can facilitate, he can work off the ball and maybe start, you know, do some of those backdoor cuts that he was so successful with in college that led to him getting tons of dunks and having a lot of success shooting a a high percentage uh, on his two point uh, shots in college. I just don't know if, if Lonzo has been used as, as well as he, as he can be to be completely honest. Um, or, or, and, but in some respects he's been limited by his injuries and he's probably had, you know, there's been a lot of changes in his career with LeBron getting added to the Lakers and coaching changes and team changes, superstar changes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. Yep. Getting treated like a trade commodity last year because everybody knew, essentially well, what was eventually going to happen you know what the one of the bigger aspects that we have yet to mention of this have been or at least his career so far up until going to new orleans how about his dad i mean what a nightmare that was for however long even before he got drafted i mean this is seems like it went on forever and now he's kind of quieted down and focused on the other kids and we haven't really heard much this last year but uh that was kind of that can be considered an obstacle too having to get past your loudmouth father yeah, I think that's largely, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 that's in the past, but it certainly was an issue, you know, earlier in his career. I think, at least in some in some aspect, I don't I don't think it's an issue now. Um, so that is what it is. Devontae Graham, seven of twelve from the from beyond the arc, and God, I, what did he? I swear to God, he did about the same thing last night he's got 40 points right now oh yeah Devonte graham's been banging in tons of threes all season so it's, it's not even you know it's like last night when we were looking at damian lillard's line after having looked at davis bertans and and uh duncan robinson and we're like oh and i guess damian lillard has eight three-pointers as well like you know it's just it's just becoming you know happen uh, you know common in the nba but yeah, the Charlotte Hornets Brooklyn Nets game, uh 111-106 with 22 seconds left. Devontae Graham has 40 points, five assists, five rebounds, seven of twelve from three-point land, nine of eleven from the free throw line. Unreal. Good work from Devontae. He was I'm sorry, he was six of eleven last night. Six of eleven last night, and then seven of twelve tonight. Not too shabby from the second year guard. Yep, out of Kansas, twenty-four years old, older than most second-year players. But man, 
shooting lights out. Who was he playing behind at Kansas? Uh, a few people, but no, I don't. That's <laughs> tough to say. Uh, a few people, but no one over time, like every year, it felt like. I, I'm not. I guess I'm not sure. No, it was. It was recent. Who's who's uh, recent Kansas point guards? I couldn't tell you. That's why I'm kind no. of. I'm, that's why I'm trying to think. I'm like, there's nobody that I would say. Oh, I remember this guy. Or so that's why it's kind of weird. All right. Yeah. No. I mean, Devonte Graham had t- his last four games: ten three pointers, six three pointers, two, and then six, and now tonight seven. So. Uh, the 40 points is a career high for him. Wonderful job, Devontae Graham. Awesome stuff, man. So far, I'd say him and Harden are the are the lines of the night. Yep. Yep. Still some games to go, though. And I think that we still have what? A co- we still have a couple games that haven't tipped yet. Warriors. Yeah. Yep. The, the the two late games uh, that we will get going. The next one getting going here soon. Oklahoma City versus Sacramento Kings, and then the the go. late late game of the night, New York at Golden State Warriors. But well, where are we at with uh, the current games that are they're running here? Well, Charlotte's up by three with uh, just a handful of seconds left to go uh the bucks recently tipped off they're up 15 to 8 over the pelicans 18 to 8 now it looks like sorry i had a window malfunction no problem um jazz 104 to 84 over the timberwolves they got uh, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter hawks and bulls bulls up by 19 106 87 the hawks played last night it's early in the fourth quarter but Probably uh, running out of time and energy there. Uh, Grizzlies and Suns tied at 41, late second quarter, getting close to half. Um, And as we said earlier, the Lakers got the win against the Magic. The Rockets beat the Cavs. Uh, The Pacers got the win over the Celtics. And a couple games still to tip off. Yeah, you know, uh, from this uh, Hawks game, we're seeing some erratic performances or i guess varied performances from what we saw in the previous game uh last night we watched deandre hunter have a really good game and then in this one he he's struggling with his shot just uh shooting 14 percent from the field so far with three points in 22 minutes hunter after having a great game in last night's uh contest 28 points so uh that, that's what's gonna happen with the rookies they're gonna be great one night and stumble the next and and that's why the 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 great players are great it's the consistency that they have cam reddish rookie cam reddish from the the hawks he's been very inconsistent this season but it's uh to give him some credit he's having a nice game here scored 14 points last night with seven rebounds and in this one cam reddish has 12 points already in just 19 minutes off the bench. So nice to see him kind of finding a little bit of, of his way, his groove in the NBA. Oh, and I did my little rundown there. I did forget to mention the Clippers beat the Raptors 112 to 92 clips, getting their 19th win coming in Toronto for uh, Kawhi Leonard's ring night. 
I don't think you listened to me. I I totally covered the Clippers beating Toronto earlier, brother. Oh, well, I thought. I mean, I don't know how you can't keep 11 games straight in your head at once. Yeah, exactly. It's not not too much action whatsoever. Uh, so Charlotte's up 112 to 108, 14.4 to go in the game. A little bit more time than I than I uh, led you to believe. A, a handful of seconds, he said. Uh, you know why? It's because I it was the it was like at commercial or something, and I couldn't find it on my window where uh, where we were at in the game. So my mistake. Sorry, people. It's all right. We will never forgive you. Uh, the the. Bulls and Hawks game is not interesting right now. 108 to 90 with 10 and a half minutes left. Uh, and then the, the Jazz and Minnesota game with 10 minutes left as well. Not too interesting. 101 to 84. So we're really just kind of keeping an eye at this Milwaukee and Jazz game. Watching how watching the, the Hornets steal one from Brooklyn here, most likely. And then uh, peeking in on this Memphis and Phoenix game, uh, which looks like it'll be kind of a fun one, 41 to 44 right now uh, for the uh, uh, 41 to 45 with two minutes left in the second quarter, about to go to halftime there for that, that game, the Grizzlies versus the Suns. So the Nets then are wearing their gray jerseys against the Hornets who are wearing white. How do you feel about white versus gray? I'm not a big fan. I so I it doesn't bother me. I, I I'm fine with it, but like uh one of our buddies is colorblind, so when we play uh NBA 2K, he's told me before he's like, "Yo, we have to use certain jer- jersey matchups otherwise I'm screwed." Uh so I, I wonder if it is difficult for some people to watch and if that's the case, the NBA should definitely have somebody taking that into account in regards to their game presentation. Uh, color blindness pretty common in males. You'd be surprised how how many people uh, suffer or you know red blue color color blindness, all sorts of stuff. You know what, what? sucks though is oh. when you play laser tag with someone who is color blind and you, they get, you get them on your team. Oh, it's a real pain in the oh, neck. Oh man, geez, yeah, that must be the worst. Yeah, it uh. is. It really is. I wish they would just not show up. <laughs> um, well, this this Brooklyn Nets court, the fact that it's a silver court or gray court and then the, the nets wear gray jerseys on it there um it doesn't look as bad on the game cast that i'm watching right now but like when they first put the that court on 2k earlier this year and then the first couple games that i was watching it did yeah. look less it, they might have changed the lighting in the in the right in the arena look- it did look weird. It was, and it was kind of hard to watch at times. But tonight, it actually seems less abrasive. Yeah, you know, I, as I said, I'm not a big fan of gray versus white. Um, and as a former referee, they always say that you want uh, teams to have one syllable names, and gray versus white is that. But that's that's a tough one. Wait, right, why, so, why do you want why do you want it to be you the color should be one syllable names? Yeah, so they that's why if you hear it, you will never hear a team be purple or orange. They will be red or they will be blue. You will not hear silver, you will hear gray, you will not hear yellow. Oh, you, you mean just in, in regards to the, the jargon that the, the refs use? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, yep. Okay. Well, whatever. I mean that's, that's, that's an interesting little right yeah, yeah, interesting little nugget. Basketball. Yep. 
Not many, not many people know that, but well, I, for whatever reason, I'll uh, I'll just one ear <laughs> out the other. Don't really care about having that one stored in the bank. <laughs> uh, that's, that's inside basketball, right there, man. That's the that's what you want. So okay, so do we want to take a quick break? We just finished off our the last uh, the Nets and the Hornets. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's take a you know take a quick break. We'll be back here in a few minutes, probably by somewhere between five and ten, I think. Or what do you? How how many do you need, bro? What do we want to uh, do? Yeah, let's let's plan for no longer than six, five six minutes. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well. Sounds good. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be right back. I'm just gonna put up a, a little uh, a little screen for the moment, but just a few minutes. We'll get back to the action. All sorts of good stuff going on in the NBA and. We want to be here with you, so we'll be right back. Hello, hello. All welcome right, back. So, welcome back. You're watching Morning Hoops Basketball Podcast. I'm Anthony Denou. He is Kyle McEwen. You can find me on Twitter at Anthony Denou. He is at Roto Kyle NBA. We are doing a little uh, around the arc. We're watching all sorts of stuff that's going on in the NBA League Pass. Uh, the game on ESPN right now is Pelicans at Bucks. I do like the Bucks. Uh, as you might ex- expect, the Bucks are up big right now, but the Pelicans just went on a 6-0 run that led the Bucks to call a timeout. So, um, but things not really looking great early for the Pelicans. As uh, let's see here, they're down 35 to 20. So it was an yeah, yep, 6-0 run. I, I think the uh, the things of note from this game are the fact that Derek Favors is still out for the Pelicans. Uh, he's been back with the team now for this will be the second game, but he hasn't necessarily gotten back into game. Uh, he's just not ready to come back and play. He said he doesn't want to hurt the team. He doesn't want to try to come back and play when he's been essentially not doing anything basketball-related for the last couple weeks as his his mother passed away he's been away from the team they allowed him the time that he needed to grieve before returning i think the if if derek's not ready to play that's cool if he needs more time off that's completely that's completely fine you know everybody can take as much time as they need there there is i think something to be said though uh as far as Hopefully it's good for him when he does return to help him maybe turn a page or to see, I don't know, you know, when when you have a huge personal thing happen, like someone you love pass away, it it does make you look at your job and your responsibilities that aren't about other people and and the ones you love. It, It does kind of make you turn down the dial on those things a little bit and be like, how important is this game I'm playing? So, right. so, uh, but then again, it's those distractions that we have in life. It's the reason why we have entertainment that sometimes help us, uh, unplug from the, the more serious things. I, I don't know how to put it. It's, it's, it's probably a lot different for him because basketball, his job is, is, is Derek Favors' job. Whereas it's our, it's our escape, you know, although a lot of players, it is their personal escape and they, they don't maybe sometimes realize it until after they get done. So I think there's, there, there's one narrative out there where I think that it, it could help Derek to get back on the court, to do something that he's very familiar with, that he right. can just go through the, 
you know, go through the motions on almost and, and not have to think about those other things for, for a fraction of a second. What a bummer. You know, you never wish this upon anybody. It sounds like it was unexpected uh, around Thanksgiving and that's just, you, you hate to hear stuff like that. So uh, all the best to Derek Favors and hopefully he can get back. Hopefully he feels comfortable enough to get back soon and uh, whenever he's ready and whatever. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Giannis was sitting out of this Bucks game with a, I believe they said it was a, a quad issue. Um, hopefully this is just a rest day and, and yeah. there's nothing actually wrong with Giannis. And for the Bucks to not have Giannis, they're still a very good deep team and came out strong against the Pelicans. So uh, when they went on that 6-0 run, Coach Bud was not happy and uh, ran out of the court and called a timeout. But they're going to have to get it done without Giannis tonight. And if you're going to rest Giannis, this is probably a team that you would do it against. Not only are they not the most stacked of all rosters, but they're, they've gone through plenty of injuries and other situations like we talked about with Derek Favors, and they're just not at full strength, and they weren't going to be necessarily a, a contender this year anyway. You, you got to feel, if, if, if you're looking at the ratings situation, you got to feel a little bit bad for ESPN in this game. Uh, not yeah. that you're ever really worried about ESPN, but right. uh, just the fact that they were looking at this this one on their schedule and saying we got Zion going up against Giannis. It's going to be crazy. There's going to be tons of highlights coming from this game. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Instead we got Ursan Ilyasova taking charges (laughs) and, uh, and scoop layups instead of dunks. Well, and the other thing is like, okay, you know what? I have a question. I know that in the, the current iteration of the NBA, they, they, uh, you know, they have these deals, these media deals with these huge companies that allow the those companies to broadcast their games. But why don't these broadcast companies have avenues for people to like, is, is there another deal there between like uh, the Internet companies or, or the, the, the cable company? Like, I guess I just have a hard time understanding why they can't come up with a viable way to provide content to fans to generate the income that they want advertising wise. Even if that means providing more games for free, like, like why not just instead of blacking out games for local fans, which turns away a fan base, Mm -hmm. why don't you essentially provide access to every local, like, if, if you know if you have internet access and you can get to our streaming site you can watch these games yes you do have to uh watch through our advertising which may mean like you know a two minute or even a five minute ad to, to before you can start watching the game like figure out some kind of thing some kind of portal where you're you're creating an ability to reach the fan and not having all these borders between you and the fans like like i have league pass I can watch tons of games. I have, uh, you know, I can go watch all the, the clips on YouTube. People can go watch all the clips on YouTube. So that's one avenue. But like, if you really want more fan engagement, I, I do feel like you need to imp- increase access to the actual games. Whereas like there are significant hurdles to actually watching the games. Even it's, it is, it's more difficult to find, you know, if in the past, maybe I'm just old now and I don't know how the internet works these days, but like in the past, it used to be really easy to find quote unquote illegal streams that 
on certain places on the internet where you could go watch any and every game you want. Now, if like, I, I don't know if they're cracking down on it more or if it's just, it's harder for people to, to, to provide those things uh, than it used to be on the internet. But like, I do think it's harder to find good streams when, unless you're paying for it. And, and if you're going to restrict fans accessibility to the games to, uh, their income stream. Well, then you also have to like, I don't know, man, like why not? You, you, you could, you could have, uh, you know, like we talked about before, uh, on ideas about how to, how to fix the ratings, like, uh, you know, have people subscribe to the, the NBA.com stuff for like $10 a month instead of having a, you know, several hundred dollar league pass or a, a, you know, an ex- over an over exorbitant uh, price per per month that they have for for some of their options too. Like, have a cheap option where you can get maybe just your local games or something like that. Yeah, it, it's or there should be a la carte versions. There should be all sorts of things that just make it easier for the fans. Blackout should not be a thing. And there's other ways to make money. I would hate for them to, I mean, make everything accessible and easy and lower the the price of league pass but i also don't want that to mean that a hot dog is going to go from 550 to 750 you know what i mean i it should be done create more jerseys and sell more jerseys and make those reasonably reasonably priced as well i think there's other ways to get money than to like than to have to compensate for this league pass i mean it's, uh, make a make a burn burner uh, burner phones uh like things where you can like essentially you can buy games in packages similar to how you buy ticket packages for going to the game where you say, okay, I'm going to buy 10 games worth of the, of the NBA and you can get it for like five bucks or something like that. So you're only looking at it, you know, it's a smaller increment. It's something that a, someone who's maybe living paycheck to paycheck could come up with or have different incentives where you're saying like, if you buy this product from us, whether it's, uh, you probably can't do the shoes, but like jerseys, for instance, if you buy a, an expensive jersey from us, it comes with this many games that you can watch of the team. Silly, it's different things like that. That, but yeah. you have to have a way for play for easy. You have you have to have no barriers or as few barriers as possible to fans actually watching the games. And unfortunately, I think right now it's you know. F- most fans just consume highlights. You know, you, you, they're not right. sitting down and spending two hours watching the game. They're they're just consuming highlights on Twitter. Well, if that's what the fans do, then though, then how do you build further engagement with the fans in that regard? And how do you monetize that? Um, I yeah, think it's there's... just a different paradigm. And, and to to be fair, some of the stuff that we've talked that we talked about in our previous conversation. I'm sorry for talking so much on this. Um, I have seen certain things on like YouTube of late, or this show that we're trying here. This this was born this idea to do an around the arc or a, a red zone type show where we're jumping from game to game, trying to focus on the ones that are close near the end of it to really uh, give detailed uh, coverage of those situations. Some of those ideas I am seeing 
other places now. I, maybe it's just having those conversations has opened my eyes to to some of the things that have been offered. But like on the Yahoo Sports app, they have a a show called The Bounce that's got Gary Payton on it and and other people, and they sit and they go through all the games on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays from like a, a re, you know, there's like a seven, several hour ga- uh, show that they do tracking and going around the games, kind of like red zone, which that's, that's awesome that that's available. But like, why isn't that something that I, I just, uh, I don't know. Do, does, does NBA TV do that? They don't have access to it. It should be something that's available on YouTube for free to watch. Like there has to be access to this stuff in, on a, on a larger format. And and even like the TNT stuff that like all of these things need to be available for streaming on the internet. That's how people consume their, that's how people live their lives these days. That's, it just has to be available that way. I agree. It need it needs to be easier and it's hopefully the, the ratings issue will be solved with something that is better for fans, more accessible, and then also works for the NBA in, in some regard as well, but I think they have to give in a little bit more here. Yep. Uh, do we have any questions or anything? Or uh, Well, uh, G. Dozel, it says, uh, but I understand that it's hard to get these streams. What streams are you talking about, G. Dozel? I don't believe he's in the Oh, viewing. chat anymore? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Kind of got in and got out quick here. So okay, um, but maybe if he pops back in, we can we can revisit this. Um, anything to check in on from from the games that are still going? Right now, Bucks they're holding their lead, fifty to twenty eight. So they're up twenty two, about midway through the second quarter, and it's not really one guy that's dominating. It really is Giannis's supporting cast that is really banded together to keep this over uh, over the Pelicans, but I know it wasn't uh, the toughest of opponents to be playing in the first place, especially with all the issues the Pelicans have dealt with this year. Yeah, I mean, I guess I still look at this. I guess maybe I, th- I think very highly of Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick. I feel like this Pelicans team should be better than what they've been, even though they have had injury issues. Um, so yeah, the Elvin Gentry situation there is, is weird. I'm afraid that he's on the, he's on the chopping block, but it might be a situation where they just say, you know what? <laughs> We're just going to leave him in there this season, see where it goes. Maybe he can figure things out. Um, if 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 nothing else, hopefully they've got a company guy who they can go to later in the season and say, "Hey man, we're, we're burning, we're burning the rest of this one." So let's just get Jackson Hayes in there starting again, and uh, you know maybe maybe get Nikhil Alexander Walker and Frank Jackson a bunch more run. Um, but th- I mean, this game's already going pear shaped between the Bucks and the Pelicans, so I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing. Uh, a little bit deeper. The, the Pelicans go deeper into their bench. Uh, the other games, we saw the Charlotte Hornets pull out the win over the Brooklyn Nets, 113-108. Uh, Chicago Bulls ended up beating the Atlanta Hawks, 136-102. to Trey Young struggled from the field, 4 of 14, 
for 15 points, but did put up 13 assists. So nice work there for Trey Young. Uh, Cam Reddish, as I was talking about earlier, he ended up finishing with 16 points, had another good game, second second good one for him, although his, his shot did fall off in the second half, just 4 of 11 is how he finished. Alex Len with 17 points off the bench. He's been playing really well in a, a limited bench role, but once John Collins returns from his suspension, I think we might see a lot of John Collins at center, and maybe Jabari Parker continues to start or at least see plenty of minutes at power forward, even if it is coming off the bench. Zach Levine, 7 of 7 from three-point land for 35 points in this win for the Bulls. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., a double-double with 11 and 10 in his 23 minutes. uh, I guess uh, the Bulls just went deep into their bench. and uh, I mean, I know it was kind of a blowout, but like I'm surprised at how, how few minutes... The, the bowl starters played. I guess that's even a bigger game than expected for, you know, hearing 35 points for Zach Levine. You're like, yeah, he does that, but doing it in 25 minutes, that's pretty great. Oh, that's incredible. I imagine the Hawks were just gassed overtime last night in Miami. Um, and then playing again tonight, just Thaddeus young, uh, 15 points, nine rebounds, six assists, three steals. You heard that right. 33 minutes for Thaddeus Young. What a bizarre line. Um, And either they played Markinen at center or we saw Thaddeus Young get some minutes at – I don't know what's going on here. I mean, Thaddeus Young, they were talking about potentially playing him at small forward some, so maybe that's – maybe that happened here too, but – just a huge game from Thaddeus Young. How bizarre. This guy's been playing like 20 minutes a night, a lot of games. You know, so it's just kind of crazy to see him jump jump up, especially in a blowout. Like, why would you why would you give Thaddeus Young of all players more minutes in a blowout? Unless, you know, he was just playing so well that he they were riding him before before the end of the game. But that's just anyways. Wish I would have been watching that one down the line. But again, it, it was a it was kind of a trash show. Uh, near the end yeah that's the case i think that's that you just summed up the bulls season right there well i i I mean they they won this game so maybe we can be nice to them tonight i guess the utah jazz ended up winning 127 116 over the timberwolves the game stayed close enough for the the timberwolves to really give all their their key guys big minutes carl anthony towns wiggins they were in the game right until the clock expired 21 points 11 rebounds from carl anthony towns three assists one steal just two of nine from three-point land and six of 15 from the field in his 36 minutes. Andrew Wiggins, 26 points, six rebounds, three assists, three steals in his 38 minutes, three of eight from the field, 11, I'm sorry, three of eight from three-point land, 11 of 23 from the field, 30 minutes for Robert Covington. He's been getting a little bit more run of late. That guy's minutes have kind of been jerked jerked around this season, and, and it's it's been it's been unclear whether it's it's due to some kind of lingering injury issue that the team is is restricting Covington's play, or if if Coach Saunders simply doesn't necessarily value Robert Covington the way a lot of a lot of other people do. But tis what it is. I I think he'll turn it around. You mean yeah? I mean he, he, I mean he's been fine for the most part. He just needs to be. He just needs a more consistent role or one. I guess I'm just surprised that 
like Towns, Wiggins, and then I would assume Covington would be playing exactly as many minutes as those guys, but maybe, again, maybe it's just a, an injury issue. Jeff Teague off the bench. We mentioned him playing really well, and he continued at the whole game. 32 points, four rebounds, six assists, one steal, one block, six of six from the line, four for four from three-point land, and 11 of 16 overall in 36 minutes off the bench for Jeff Teague. So heck of a line for JT. On the jazz side of things, I was kind of leaving it there in case you wanted to say anything, but it didn't sound like you had any thoughts on that. Um, on the T wolves. Um, nope. What, what, what's uh, the, the Utah jazz uh, <laughs> side of things. Donovan Mitchell finished with 30 points. Rudy Gobert finished with 20 points, 16 rebounds, two steals, two blocks, heck of a line from Rudy Gobert. Um, I was listening to the Spanish broadcast uh the other night of the jazz game and they called him gobert and i loved it um it's the, the same guy that the the spanish broadcast that was available on league pass is the same guy who does the spanish fraud broadcast versions for 2k so it was like I mean, we uh, we listened to the spanish broadcast version for 2k like essentially for the first maybe month and a half of the season we'll, we'll listen to yeah. the the route stuff but then i get sick of greg anthony or whoever it is talking trash uh late in games so then we put on the spanish broadcast because i can't speak spanish andre my buddy can or our buddy can and uh so can mike so so it's uh, but it's fun too because they say like Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, his name is pronounced Kawhi Leonard, and it's just, it just makes it fun, you know, to to hear those uh different variations and stuff like that. Yikes! I feel like a name's a name, and it should be pronounced as they prefer it, but you know. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, I grew up with a last name where it was oft often mispronounced. So I just think it's funny when people mispronounce it now, or I am very understanding of it. I'm like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Like it, what, it what looks like it's that. <clears throat> huh? What, it, what kind of variations have you gotten? McCowan. That's uh, what I M- have thought. Mickey own, uh, Mickey, McKeon. McKeon. You know. Yeah. That's the one I thought originally. Yeah. But, uh, Anthony Denu, uh, you've got to have, you know, like, sure. I'm sure a lot of people just call you a hole. Uh, only my mother. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, no way, man. Your, your mom is your biggest stand, brother. I know, but she does call me a hole sometimes. Oh, well, because her name is Karen, is Karen, so I call her K Dog at times. <laughs> so I'll say, What's up, K Dog? and she'll say, Not nothing much, a hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story uh, yep. she called me dildo in public on oh, numerous oh accounts when gosh. i was in when i was in middle school that's a true that is also a true story well um i mean to be fan i mean to be fair uh i'm sure your mom is a fan of both that and you so it makes sense that there's a correlation there you're a, uh, an awful human being kyle <clears throat> <laughs> Let's move on to something else, eh? 
Uh, yeah. Uh, GDL says uh, Spanish broadcasts are great no matter how the names are pronounced. Love this work y'all are doing. Hey, hey we re- really appreciate it, man. Thanks, Absolutely. Pal. Thank you so much for the input. Ooh. The feedback is, is always uh, appreciated. And uh, I actually am big on the Spanish broadcast as well, especially when it comes to 2K. Oh, and- yeah. You're, you're like bilingual as well. So, yeah. So I'm sure that's a lot of fun for you. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But well, you've yeah. lived in, where did you yeah. live? Uh, in... uh, I, I did a study abroad in Costa Rica. Okay. So, yes, I have uh, done some some Spanish schooling, and it's such an, Costa Rica was such and... an amazing culture, amazing country, and, and I love uh, still trying to follow along with, with things in Spanish at times. Okay, so, yeah, the, the, the people of Costa Rica speak en Espanol. That is correct. <laughs> Very good. Muy grande. Yes. Never mind. I'm not gonna... <laughs> we're giving uh we're giving our Spanish sixth grade Spanish lessons. Muy bueno. Uh, what game have you got on right now? I got the Bucks up by twenty two, now twenty four with Middleton's post fadeaway, putting the Bucks up sixty three to thirty nine. I got the uh the Marquette special Grizzlies, uh Jay Crowder. Going up against the Phoenix Suns, 65 to 69, five minutes left in the third quarter. So that's what I'm watching here. We also have the Oklahoma City Thunder and Sacramento Kings playing. It's the end of the first quarter, 23 to 18. The Kings are up. Uh, Marvin Bagley making his heroic return, but he came off the bench here uh, as the Kings kept Nemanja Bielitsa, the pizza man, in the starting lineup at power forward. It sounds like they're just kind of easing Marvin Bagley back into things. Plus the, the Kings are playing well enough of late. And with a uh, Bielitsa getting that game winner in the last one, it probably felt like a faux pas to consider bringing him off the bench right away. <clears throat> so under a minute to go bucks up 24. And once again, Giannis sitting out, but, Pelicans kind of in a bad way right now and not having the best of seasons, even with all the hurdles that they've had to jump. Yeah, the uh, the Pelicans decided to start Jaleel Okafor for another game here at center and bringing Jackson Hayes off the bench. I'm okay with that for matchup reasons against a guy like Drummond as they did in the previous game, but against Brook Lopez, Lopez isn't going to be down in the post much. Uh, you're getting, why not have Jackson Hayes out there on the perimeter? Uh, I think he'd, he's better be better than having Jaleel Okafor out there. And then, I mean, realistically, you could, I don't know, man. Like, I, I guess I'd rather have Jackson Hayes and, and Kenrich Williams matching up against Brooke Lopez and Ilyasova than having the plotting Jaleel Okafor out there. No, thanks. Uh, you're not going to get any argument from me. You know, Jackson Hayes is one of my rookies to watch this year, and he's just uh, supreme athleticism. So Jackson Hayes, anytime you get to watch the Pelicans, he is one of the guys I got my eyes on. He's got athleticism like pepperoni and sausage, green peppers, mushrooms, supreme, supreme athleticism. That's right. 
I am so hungry right now. I can't <laughs> even tell you. I'm uh, glad to provide the uh, the food imagery for you. Yeah. What are you gonna right. eat when you when we get done uh, covering the yeah, games here? I don't know. I might do something stupid, but I really should just mm. make whatever I have here. Yeah. Yeah, I loved ordering food. It's kind of the uh, most uh, easy thing to do in the world is to just get on your phone and be like, "Bring me this <laughs> amazing, <laughs> amazing thing." Oh my goodness! Um, so, so how do you want to, the rest of the night to go here? Well, I, I guess we said that if the uh, New Orleans Pelicans and Milwaukee Bucks game kind of went pear shaped, that we might just call it at halftime, and <clears throat> that kind of looks where things are going. So, uh, to be honest, it would be nice to be able to do this show for six hours and to cover every single game all the way through to the end. But we are just two people who also have other responsibilities. So, uh, I think we should probably pretty much call it good here and, uh, just thank everybody for tuning in and for checking it out. Uh, and let us know whether it's in the comments here on YouTube uh, go on, follow us on Twitter, Anthony at Anthony Denu, uh, myself, Kyle McEwen at Roto Kyle NBA. Go comment on iTunes, on Stitcher, on any of the, the apps that you might listen to us on. And, and again, iTunes is kind of like the, that's the source for uh, reaching a, a bigger audience in many ways. So if you have an iTunes account and you don't mind doing it at some point, jump in there, jump on your, your iTunes account, leave us a, a rating and review. And uh, it would be a, a big boon to us to help uh, kind of extend the broadcast or uh, make the, make the podcast bigger and better and, and look to uh, maybe start making some money off of this so we can eventually just maybe do a around the arc show where we even have something crazy like, uh, you know, access to highlights and all that jazz someday. I'm just dreaming big, though, on, on that regard. That's right. That's the plan, man. Shoot for the stars, land on the moon. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys who interacted with us today on the show. That's one of the things that we want to be a, a mainstay. So uh, we really thank you guys so much for being a part of the show, getting your comments uh, into uh you know, into play here and we get to talk about it and answer your fantasy questions. All that stuff is a lot of fun for us. So we hope you guys keep coming back. We do it five nights a week. So um, anytime we'd love to have you guys. Hala, hala. We'll see you tomorrow.